What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Clickbait. Like always, we got the Bachelor Nation breakdown, Clickbait of the Week, and our guest, Elizabeth, who is involved in drama with Shanae. Can't wait to talk to her. Um, but before we get into the Bachelor Nation breakdown, we're going to clear up some clickbait on the one and only Tasha Adams with a word from the woman herself. <laughs> My clickbait fam! Guess who? It's me, Tasha. Dang it! I really miss saying that. Hi, guys. Um, I'm just stopping by just to say hi, but also just to really express my love and my gratitude to every single one of you before. Well, I just say goodbye for a little while. Um, I was really anticipating and looking forward to coming back to clickbait, but it just seems to be that time just to work on myself and the many things I have coming down the pipeline. But I wanted to express how much the love and support of all of our listeners has meant to me, especially those since day one who have helped us build clickbait from the bottom up. This podcast will hold such a special place in my heart, but I also just really excited to see where it goes. And I know that I'm leaving it in very, very capable hands. Joe, Natasha, and now Tia. I'm always going to be rooting for you guys and I will definitely be listening. I mean, who knows? I might even stop by and say hello in the future. Um, but I just wanted to say thank you. And, um, you know, as I always say, when one door closes, another opens. And I'm actually really excited to share what's next. So keep following along because, honey, we're just getting started. Anyway, much love to all of you guys. We'll talk soon. Bye. There you have it. Oh, there it is. Yes. Very nice. Sweet. Yeah. Good very sweet. Nice to hear from Tasha. She was um, part of this podcast from day one. Um, and yeah, another door is opening does, for her. I hope she does come by. Yeah, me too. I'd love to interview her, see what she has going on, what she's got um, down that pipeline. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll, coming on down. Yeah, I'm we'll glad see. She said that. Not everything is like bad blood or anything yeah. like that. Sometimes I, things are just mutual I, decisions and people move on to different things. And that's it is what it is. Yeah, I love how everyone's like, oh, it's because her and Zach broke up. I'm like, uh, well, and she's yeah. single now. I'm like, uh, did y'all know I'm single and I'm on this Literally. podcast? Yeah. <laughs> what, we actually what? had, we had um, back in, uh, I think this was, this was probably, Natasha, correct me if I'm wrong, almost a year ago, we had our, our first clickbait meetup um, in New York. Uh, you came me, into town. Yeah, so yeah. Nice. All three of us. That was a lot of fun. We have to do that now, uh, Tia. We have to figure out where we all want to meet up and um, have a night where we. Oh hell yeah! Well, let's uh, let's get this thing started, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. All right, y'all. Bachelor Nation breakdown. First one this week. Our very own Paradise couple, Riley and Marissa, have confirmed their split. Mm. We're sad. I mean, you always kind of hope that it's just a rumor and not an actual thing. But they did officially announce their breakup. Mm -hmm. um, props to them for addressing it and just saying they needed, needed to work on themselves. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And I finally talked to Marissa um, the other day, actually, because I was, of course, giving her her space. And I was like, oh, she'll call me when you know she's ready to talk. And she was just saying how, you know, there was so much that happened between them that they mm -hmm. kind of just wanted to keep it between each other, which I totally get. Um, she did clarify they broke up um, a little while ago and maybe, it, you know, people go back and forth. People get back together. They, you know, try to reconcile. And um, 
the reason why they took so long to kind of say something officially was because they wanted to both be sure they wanted to go their separate ways. So right. Did um, she tell you? Did she tell you why? Like, did she? Was there any anything I, that you could say on this podcast? Yeah, I think that they just have very different lives. Um, at least from my understanding of what she was saying and they, you know, she completely integrated into his life. And, um, I think that she kind of, she kind of missed, you know, her family. She missed her friends and and the distance and everything. It just was, you know, moving to New York is not easy, you know, and, um, it's just not an easy thing. It's a hard city. It's and, and if you're not used to it, you know, Marissa's originally from Montana, Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that may, yeah. Well, yeah. So, so uh, well, correct me if I'm wrong though. She's, her family's in Montana, but she lives in Atlanta. She lives she in did, Atlanta. Yeah. Yes. But I'm just saying like being from somewhere like Montana to being, you know, I'm from Chicago. So I feel like city is a city. I live in New York. I live in LA. You know, it's very easy for me to navigate because that's what I'm used to. So yeah. I just think it takes some use to getting used to. And, you know, I look at the other couples from the from our paradise season and you know they jumped right in compared to the other ones as far as like living together like right away you know yeah. where mm-hmm. i know you and uh, serena are you know back and forth and you guys are figuring it out and you spend a lot of time together but um they kind of just you know she went full throttle she put her all in and it, it you know it didn't work out she told me she has no regrets and i think that that's a beautiful thing um and she's just in a healing process, you know, like anyone would when a relationship doesn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. Those, uh, I mean, paradise relationships, once, once you get out of the bubble of paradise, I mean, you definitely go through your challenges on the beach. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But once you, you know, you're in the real world and you have to get back to your yeah. regular lives, it does um, complicate things, especially when you live in other cities. So. Yeah. Uh, That's the thing about Bachelor Nation couples, too. I feel like people put so much pressure on them to stay together. But once you're off the show, you're in the real world living your real life. And that's a normal thing is breakups and makeups and all of that. So it's just it's a normal thing. It's just different when you have pressure on you coming from a show where people want couples to be successful. Yeah. Right. I can I can imagine the hardest thing is you know, integrating both lives because it's so mm-hmm. easy to integrate with each other because you're basically stuck on a beach together. You see each other every day, you eat together, you, you know, sleep together, whatever. You do everything together. So it's so easy to do that. Whereas when you get back into the real world, there's so many outside forces. So, yeah. you know, um, and you well, don't just happy. go back to normal. I mean, you yeah. were just on national yeah. television. What, what yeah. makes it, what makes it um, easier though is, the climate we're in that you could just a lot of people now can work remotely like if i couldn't work remote like remote it would be really uh really really difficult but i could uh, you know lucky enough i could and so could serena so that helps out a ton Um, Mm -hmm. and like you guys have done a great job at going back and forth to see each other yeah and we are we are like toronto chicago is an hour away i mean Right now, to get into Canada, you need a PCR test. So the COVID restrictions make it tougher. But if it wasn't for the COVID restrictions, I mean, it's very, very simple to get back and forth from um, Chicago, Toronto. And like I said, we're considering New York. So, um. yeah, I mean, I think that like just from talking to you as a friend, it just seems like it's so it's just as important for you to hang out with 
with Serena's family as it is for her to hang out with your family. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you guys literally yeah. split the time. And I yeah. think that that's really important. Um, uh, and why things are going well between you, you know, yeah. it, it helps. Right. And if I can give any advice, which I don't know, listen to me or not, I'm not, uh, <laughs> you know, not saying that I'm right, but I, I think, you know, you know, we get, if you do get engaged on the show, like it's, you know, you're moving very fast, you know, you, you just skip 25 steps. Um, uh -huh. but, but there is nothing wrong once you get back home to, you know, go back those 20 steps and really just take your time and, and just take it slow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, Hey, wish them nothing but the best. Um, and I like both of them and I think they're going to be just quite all right. So, yep, yeah, I agree. All the love yeah. to Raleigh and Marissa. And speaking of couples making it work in the real world, our girl Rachel Lindsay reveals the secret behind her and her husband Brian's successful marriage and her new book. So, congrats mm -hmm. to her, first of all, on coming yes. out with her book. Oh, you got it. she looks so good. Okay, this is like a side note. This, Joe, you is won't what care. I'm for. But Natasha, did you see her on GMA? In her interview yes, and how good she looks. Well, how about I was on FaceTime with my mom and she got so excited. She goes, oh, yay, there's Rachel. Look, she turns around. Because, you know, she I literally so don't have cable. I just I love I love the I love the cover. I, I do. Oh, love my God. It. It looks, looks so really good. good. I love that it's like half and then this because, you know, like when you put your story, your books, it's like, you know, oh, yeah, in this so way, good. and you can kind of like see her eye and the whole thing. I obsessed with that. Like whoever did this good, good job. Um, they did great. Uh, yeah. So I watched it via FaceTime with my mom. Um, mm -hmm. She she did the view as well. Yeah, um, I think. Yeah, she is crushing it. Um, I wish she was physically. I mean, damn COVID and all these things but i wish she was physically here in new york i was gonna try to like throw her like a little dinner like a celebration dinner or something but she had to stay in la so we'll celebrate when i see her in la but i'm so freaking proud of her and yeah and this um she talks about brian which relates and, back to our last quick bait yeah which what you yes. with what you just said joe as far as like taking time back yeah. and like and basically what she's saying is it's like that's how her and brian kind of navigated their relationship like they didn't feel like they needed to be performative as she said right. for social media it was yeah. like let's figure us out first and then we can do this or do that or whatever um and honestly they do i mean when i first met rachel we did a live like you know a long time ago and you know her and brian are just they're just so i don't know in my opinion, connected. Like I'll physically, I, I never met Brian until we were at that, um, his event that we yeah. went to Joe. That was yeah. the first time I actually met him in person, but I met him. I, I met him once before, but go ahead. Yeah. He's super chill. And, yeah. um, every time I'm with Rachel though, he'll FaceTime her. He's this, yeah. he's that, you know, he's all, he's so, they're so, um, intertwined and like such each other's champion. And they literally like never have, you know, sometimes like you'll be like, oh, girl, look at what people are saying on the Internet or this yeah. or that. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I can't believe this guy. Sometimes me and Joe will screenshot something and be like, look at this crazy madness. Never. I see people say stuff about Rachel and Brian all the time. Never in the whole time that I've known Rachel, this whole time, has she ever been like, oh, these people are saying this about me and Brian. Mm, she don't care. Yeah. She literally does not. It's, it's because she knows their relationship. And I think that's so beautiful. And they are a really great example of 
um, just, you know, a couple that came off of this franchise and they're making it work any means necessary. Yeah. And it takes time. And it's just like we're it, it's, you know, the relationships that come off the show, you know, you, you met in a unique way and you're in this unique situation. So it's just about, you know, figuring out what works and what works for each individual as well and and what makes you happy and i know like brian moved to texas for a little bit then i know he was back in miami rachel was in miami rachel moved to miami then she was in california um you know and and, And now he moved to california yeah yeah Yeah, and who knows i mean both ways maybe they end up in wyoming i mean you never know but (laughs) they're um oh okay so real quick Mm -hmm. um if you were to come, I don't want to do this beyond the subject forever, but if you were to come out with a book title, what would be your title? Oh, God. Fast, fast. Okay, can I just say, this is real messed up, y'all, for our list. I apologize. Okay, there you go. That's it. That's a title. Can <laughs> I just first, say, this is first, real messed no, up. The first thing that came to my mind, and I can't even make this a title because I'm sure this is like copywritten, it was Bitches Ain't Shit But Hoes and Tricks. <laughs> Mama be welcome to the shit show. Can you curse on book titles? Uh, you can, but if I think so, they put like an actress. Yeah, no, I wouldn't make that the title. But that's the first thing that popped in my mind. What's wrong with me? <laughs> I, I like it. that. I like I'm a that. big fan. I'll read you know, it. I probably would say like um, something balance would be in my title probably yeah. right now. Yeah, like something about balance, like yeah. um, the pendulum swings from ain't shit to holier than thou hell yeah i don't know hell yeah i mean like balance balance you know joe what about you what's your Uh, book title uh joe Um, that's it yeah yeah simple three letters like madonna no big deal i'm sick of your ass yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay yep third headline of the day ari lineback reveals that he got a vasectomy via his ig stories um not that i want to talk about his um semen being snipped from his body, but here it is. Yeah. He put it out there to the world, so we're going to talk about it. They have two or three? Three. Three. They have okay, a toddler so have... and twin, baby twins. Okay. And he's just like, enough's enough. I don't want any more kids. Uh, so I'm going about this scientifically. I'm going to the hospital. Get. I don't really know how a vasectomy works. but yeah, I think they, it's a they... very quick procedure where you. it's just like general anesthesia. They literally snip what's called the vas deferens. So the sperm d- is not productive anymore. Like when you yeah. ejaculate, but it keeps coming out. It, it does. No. So the you sperm have, you comes have to go out, get but tested it's... after though, you have to go like test it to see if, if there's still swimming in there. If not, you can end up having another baby even after your vasectomy. So mm-hmm. they, it, the, it shoots out and then it just stops swimming. Like they don't, they don't swim. Like they don't have I don't have know if the arms. consistency's different. Yeah. Maybe they're just not potent. I don't, I don't fucking know. This is really taking I time. feel like, I feel like, yeah. Um, hmm. Joe, I feel like you should know what this is. I mean, I know what it is. I just, I no, just. I mean like, okay, wait, it says. It's just a small um, little snip on the underside of the penis. Oof. But. I don't want have- any snips on any sides of the <laughs> penis. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I learned that a long time ago during QT school. Yeah. Okay. So basically, uh, this, oh, it does say over. <laughs> over but I wouldn't, I'm just going to say, uh, I wouldn't want more than three kids personally. So I, I understand where Ari's coming Especially from. Especially like three under two or three or whatever. I mean, I they're, think they're pretty young. I personally, I would like two 
Um, three, I, I, you know, three's cool. Four, it's like, oh boy. I used to think I wanted four, which now I'm 30 with zero. And I'm like, wow, bitch, that was really ambitious <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of you to think that. Yeah. I have a friend it's with awesome. four kids and she freaking kills it, man. She's my age and has four and she rocks it. But four is a lot. Her. Four is a lot. What are you saying, okay. Natasha? Okay, so it says it the procedure blocks sperm from getting to your semen when you ejaculate. Yeah, so something still comes out. It's just not the yes. potent. Okay. So the part so there's like a little there's like a little tube, there's a little picture right here. There's a little tube and then they slip that tube. So the mm-hmm. tube that's attached to another part that actually has the sperm in it doesn't come out. So it's just semen, not sperm. Great. Okay, I say uh, we snip that right. I, I say Pretty I say stuff. we sn- I say we snip the rest of this article. Uh <laughs> We wish yeah. Ari, yeah, uh, wait, nice job. Wait, I, just have to, I just have to say, though, <laughs> shout out to him because, you know, this snip is um, a lot quicker and um, reversible, as they say, right, uh, than getting the tubes tied. And yeah. um, so if they did want to have a kid just for whatever reason in five years or whatever, they could. Still. Yeah, great. Happy great. healing to Ari. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Congrats. Love All that. Right. All right. Um. Guys, guess what? It's that time. <laughs> Clickbait of the week. <laughs> now, mm, you're I'm laugh. so, yeah. I'm, I'm, like, so I'm so uh, wanting to, I want to do this clickbait with our guest, Elizabeth, because oh, we yeah. talked about toxic friendships and I feel like it goes hand in hand with our episode that we watched this week because we see um, Elizabeth and Shanae going back and forth and it seems very toxic if you ask me, but... Uh, in this article, the title is How to Spot a Toxic Friendship and When You Should Let It Go. <sighs> have you guys ever had a toxic friendship that you have let go to you, Joe? I have. I feel like we've talked about it on here before. We have talked about it. It's something we, we have talked about um, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. The problem is knowing when to let go. And I mean, I guess it comes with age and knowing when things are toxic and when you should let them go. But in my early 20s, I didn't even know what toxic friendships were or relationships didn't even Uh wasn't even aware so i didn't know Mm -hmm. that they were toxic and to cut them off but Mm -hmm. now that i look back i'm like wow that that should have ended sooner yes i I think a lot of it's just you know people people are selfish well yes and i think that to tia's point when we're younger we're so it's so much harder for us to establish boundaries we don't have Mm -hmm. you know boundaries that we know because it's like some Sometimes people have to push us to our limit in order to establish what those boundaries are. So one thing that was really interesting in the article was um, they talk about what can seem like toxic behavior may actually be an imbalance in perception and expectations. And that's where we go back to the to the boundaries. Right. For sure. So um, if I expect you to always answer the phone when I call you because you're my bestie. And then you don't, for whatever reason, for a week because you're depressed or sad or whatever, whatever's going on in your life, you know, mm-hmm. you're just having a, you know, a offline moment. You don't, you're not on your phone. I could get mad at you because I expected this thing to happen. Right. Right. And so managing expectations um, in relationships and friendships, I think, is very important. And to our um, to our guest that, that's coming on, in my opinion, when I see Elizabeth and Shanae, Elizabeth was trying to establish a boundary with her 
by being like, look, I don't actually want to talk to you. I, I have nothing to say to you. And she's like, well, you're not talking to me. Why aren't you talking to me? Because she expects her to be cool and nice and sweet. Shanae expects her to be cool and nice and sweet like she is with everybody else in the house. But everybody else in the house isn't using their time to talk about her to Clayton. Right? Yeah. So I think that whole expectation and I think Shanae's expectations of um, of Elizabeth is somewhat toxic for their non-friendship because it doesn't even seem like they're friends in my opinion yeah right? no that kind of went out the window yeah this week especially yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. in I've had toxic friendships in that I had friends that didn't really celebrate with me like I would be excited to share exciting news or happy news and I would share this with a friend and they would say like oh well you only got that opportunity because you're pretty or because you were on The Bachelor and stuff like that and just kind of undermining things. And I was like, if I get to a point where I don't even feel like I can share happy news with you and you can't celebrate me like I celebrate you, that's Mm -hmm. toxic and negative and we don't want that. Yes, yes. And they talk about that in the the article as well. If you – one th- one way to tell, because some people can't tell. They're just like, we've been friends for 20 years. We've been friends for 10 years. We've been friends for so long. We've been friends in high school. Mm-hmm. But if you're feeling anxious when you're with your friend or you're about to see your friend, mm, there might be something there. Um, before you meet up, if you are, you know, good and then you're upset afterwards or like you right. said, you feel like you can't share parts of your life with your friend. These are all like red flags that there might be some toxic energy there. Um, my thing that I feel like, uh, cause I'm an Aries, you know, but Me I'm too. also, yeah, Joe's an Aries, you know, but I'm also, um, a can I have a cancer, um, uh, rising and I have a Capricorn moon. So I come off very chill and very laid back, but sometimes friends can kind of like attack me in a way and that's when the Aries comes out and I'll dish it right back. And so sometimes when I realize that like someone can sort of belittle or say something rude or mean, and then I say something back to kind of backfire, they can't take it. I'm like, Oh wait, Oh, hold on. What? You know? So right. You can't just be a pushover punching. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that sometimes kindness goes for weakness, you know, in, Mm -hmm. in certain, in certain situations. And I think, again, you have to you know, take aware in those relationships. I'm like, I don't need you. I don't need you in my life, you know, yeah. because I don't need to feel that way um, as well. well. People, so, and, and people are very, and I think we all um, are guilty of this at some point, but people are very self-involved um, mm-hmm. and people really care what's going on in their world. Um, and it's just, it's just a, you know, it comes with maturity and just realizing, you know, the world doesn't revolve around you. And, I think that's kind of at least what it looks like to me is is what is going on with the whole Shanae and everybody else. It's like and like a jealousy issue. Yeah, it's like, well, it's her world, yeah. right? It's her uh-huh. world. It's it's she's she's the one that is competing for Clayton. Everybody else is just there living her story, her world. Right. Um, and it's just I mean, it's it's apparently uh, it's just obnoxious. And yeah, mm-hmm. I just, I, I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk to Elizabeth cause I want to see, um, if there's more there, if there's things we haven't Didn't seen. See. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also kind of interesting too, that Clayton kept addressing it multiple times. Like we've seen two episodes now where he's kind of done the back and forth thing. And I don't even know if Elizabeth has had a real conversation with him that hasn't been about 
Shanae? Well, that's what I want to ask her. That's that's definitely yeah. what I want to ask her because it's like from what we can see as viewers. I mean, it's like you know, it's not. Hey, girl, how you doing? How's your day going? What's going on? It's like yeah. well, Shanae didn't told me this. <laughs> yeah. She didn't tell mm-hmm. me. You know, right. I, right. I would be so frustrated. Yeah. So I, I feel and I think everyone watching kind of feels her frustration. But also on the flip side, you know, well, I guess we'll, we'll talk to Elizabeth. about. This. Yeah, let's um, let's why don't we wrap up the clickbait and then we'll just bring her on. Yeah. Yeah. So the last thing that I'm going to say to our listeners about the clickbait that really stood out to me is um, it's a thing that's kind of been reverberating because I've been talking to my sister about this as well. Some people have long relationships. Like, you know, we've been friends since high school. We're in our forties now, whatever. Um, and when you make the decision to do active work on yourself, to heal, to go to therapy, you know, not everybody is taking these paths, right? You grow as a person. And sometimes the people who you've been friends with who are grandfathered in per se, don't do that same work on themselves. So you call them and you feel like you're in a time warp. You're back yep. in high school because you're like, this person's gossiping about this person, this person, this person. It's like, wait, what? Like, like this whole conversation, you get off the phone and you're like, this is so unproductive. And so I just want to say from reading this um, article, that is also a toxic relationship <laughs> that you mm-hmm. don't need to be in. You know, yeah. even if and someone is It's very isn't hard to-, to tell your friend you need to go to therapy. Like, yeah, I'm in therapy. or you, you need to, go to therapy, or you need to let this thing go. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I know people who are still talking about stuff from five years ago. I'm like, yeah. girl, what, girl? Yeah, move on. Yeah, you know, so that is bring that energy brings you down or back or whatever you want to call it. Um, and even if someone isn't specifically pushing you or punching you or hitting you down. This can also still look like a toxic relationship because that energy is affecting you. That yeah. is our clickbait of the week. Great. Okay. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we are uh, very excited to talk to our guest. She's coming on right now. You know her from Clayton season. Her name is Elizabeth. She has gotten a lot of screen time because she is involved in all the Shanae drama. Um, it doesn't seem to be her fault. We're going to... Um, we're going to get to the bottom of it. So everyone, please welcome Elizabeth to the podcast. Elizabeth, what's up? How are you? Welcome to the podcast. Hey, fam. Hey, you've had, uh, you've definitely, you've had quite the busy week. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Big week. You can say that. <laughs> All right. So there's a lot we want to ask you, but let's just jump right into it. Um, Cause I know what our listeners want to hear. And honestly, as a viewer, a lot of things I want to know too. So, because right now it, it looks as if like there's, I want to say there's something else. Like, is there something more? Did there, is there something we haven't seen you say to Shanae? Because right now, none of it is really making sense. So let's go back to that first group date where she shoved you. So up until the point of the shove, was there any, any beef, anything going on? What was your relationship like? Absolutely not. So one of the most exciting things to me, obviously, aside from, you know, trying to potentially meet somebody I'm supposed to meet is meeting all these incredible women from different backgrounds. So yeah, I think I made a really purported effort to make connections with everybody, talk to everyone, get to know them in the house. And the first day we were in the house, I, I did that with everyone. And I think perhaps Shanae felt like that meant that we were going to be very, very close. Mm-hmm. And when I started to develop closer relationships with a lot of the other girls, perhaps she felt 
disheartened or had wished that her and I would be closer. And I just ended up spending time with more people. Honestly, um, you can see, I think from watching that just in the dark as I am. Okay. So you didn't know any of it. Did she like come up to you at some point and like, Hey, I, I, I felt like we were a lot closer and you seemed distant. Like I like nothing. Absolutely not. Okay. All right. So she zeroed in on you during the group date uh, at the cocktail party or whatever. Right. Uh, And do you, did you and Clayton have like some sort of weird bond that we just didn't see in the episode or, you know, why did why oh, you didn't you see him propose? That was, that was earlier. It's while we're playing tic-tac-toe. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I mean. It's like, did, why do you think she's zeroed in on you? Um, I mean, it's hard to say on that first group date, as soon as we got in the bus to go together, she kind of sat on one end, we sat on the other. Um, I like asked her and invited her up here. I was like, come dance with us. Like, do you want some fruit snacks, whatever? And she kept her distance. And then we went in to do our little game with Ziwe. I sat next to him. And I think that was her first trigger. I think she came in and she really mm, wanted to that. go like completely all in, do all that it took. So I sat next to him first. And I think that was just I the, very, Which anybody the beginning of the that. end. Anyone could have done that. So that's the question. It's like, if, if anyone else would have done that, would that have, that would have set her off for them. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Another question it, is, okay. Um, okay. Maybe this is your, I don't want to cut off your question, but I was just going to say, does she, is it, is she up until this point, is she like excluded? Like, is it like you and all the girls and then Shanae like in the corner? Right. Are there clicks? <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah. were there clicks? That was going to be my question. Were there clicks forming in the house, which is very common? Yeah. You know, I, I had anticipated clicks forming, and there were like obviously more close knit groups of someone than the other, but I was honestly pretty surprised that everyone was talking. I mean, she was with Cassidy a lot, so she met Cassidy. And well, everyone would just kind of go in and out. Like you get, you get some shrimp, you bop over here, you get something to drink, you bop over here, you put cucumbers on your eyes. So, so no, I mean, just, you're probably referring to the bus conversation. That's just where we sat. And she was close with some of the producers and focused her attention on them rather than us. So. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So, so it was more like, it sounds like, you know, self, more like self isolation. In, in on the bus mm-hmm. uh, okay okay which okay so um <laughs> i'm trying to figure it out because it really yeah. doesn't make sense i'm re- we're really guys, trying to make it make sense all right so i want to i spent many a sleepless night trying to figure this out myself so so i want to get into her um you telling her that you have adhd and her basically mocking you and making fun of that now I'm going to come, uh, you know, I'm going to be ignorant on this subject because when I hear ADHD, I just think of all the kids in my grammar school and high school, like everybody saying I have ADHD, but obviously there is um, different, you know, like severities of it. And I just don't know enough about ADHD. So do you want to like talk about that and then talk about, you know, how her making fun of you, you know, affected you? I think she needs to listen to this and hear what ADHD actually is because she sounds like she has no idea. Yeah what it even is to keep mocking it so much. Yeah. I, I mean, there's so much and what everything you just said, and I appreciate you asking the question. Um, 
when she, okay. So ADHD, I think Joe at the time when you and I were growing up was pretty wildly overdiagnosed. Yeah. And I think as a result of that, um, people say, people say ADHD, people say OCD is a character trait, right? I'm very easily mm-hmm. distracted or like I check my door twice before I leave my house. And like you said, there's a spectrum and there's a spectrum with every single thing that we deal with to different severity in life and it affects people in different ways. So, I mean, it was, it was really kind of a reminder to me of like growing up and how difficult it was to be different because it wasn't just ADHD. I had sensory integration issues with at that time weren't related at all. So I had to be taken out of school and go to occupational therapy. And I remember, you know, I was diagnosed in first grade. I was like basically learning the alphabet at the time and being forced to take medication that I asked my parents about many times. That's like, why do I have to take this? And they're like, well, we just need you to be a little bit more this way and more that way. So you wonder, okay, like what's wrong with me as a person, as a kid, that's just forming my own identity that um, I'm not allowed to be that in its natural form. So, I mean, that was something that just starting off makes you feel different. And any kid can understand that um, anything that isolates you or puts you outside of the group can be a difficult experience. But as, um, as this has all come out, obviously nothing I ever anticipated happening. The, the messages that I have been receiving from the neurodivergent community have been just unbelievable. Um, I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been brought to tears by reading through my DMs of people that have said, like, my little kid has ADHD and autism and he watched you he watched you describe what you had and he said like mom that's me and it's the Mm -hmm. first time he's ever felt like anybody has ever understood where he's coming from so um i think what she did is a disservice to the neurodivergent community i hope that this has given her an opportunity to reflect on um the things that have been talked about and educate herself and that's just kind of a byproduct of uh society and culture in the United States as a whole right now is lack of mental health awareness. So that was a really long-winded answer. No, that was great. Yeah. That's, sorry. That's, yeah. I feel like you you were trying to have give her a genuine reason for why you may have missed something that she said or why you have, may have misunderstood something. And she took that as you were making an excuse and kind of flipped it on you. And it was just totally unfair and taken way too far, especially in her interviews where she was like correlating ADHD with lying like that's not the same thing yeah but what you just said was really good and it's really nice to hear that so many people can relate to that because it is a lot more common than you would think in adults too well and something I think that's important to say as well is that it's often misdiagnosed or undiagnosed specifically in women and people of color because it's seen as Mm -hmm. a different thing so Mm -hmm. like it's right it's which is not unlike so many other things, right? Discounted. Right. right. And it's just um, anxiety. It's just anxiety and depression. It's not this. Yeah. It's yeah. anxiety, it's depression. And, and so many people, once they actually figure that out later in life, it's not like they didn't have it when they were little kids, but right. they go back and they and they are able to treat it. And if you are able to treat it and choose to treat it with medication, it's 50% helps you the first day you take it. Mm-hmm. 50%, mm-hmm. which is incredible. That's nuts. 
Yeah. Like yeah. anxiety yeah. can dissipate massively. Depression can dissipate massively. It's just like really figuring out and listening to your intuition and what you know and going to see a therapist, going to see a psychiatrist and taking those steps to, you know, have the best life that you can based on your personal experience. So mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. So it was basically, I mean, when you have this conversation, I mean, it was triggering. I mean, you handled it wonderfully, by the way, um, as anyone, I mean, like I, you seem shocked and I think everyone watching was shocked that she was saying these things to you. Um, but I also kind of felt as a viewer, I felt like you're, you're hurt, you know, when you heard her kind of throw this thing back at you that you've been dealing with your whole life. So my question is, people do come on the show and they are very ignorant to a lot of different things. Like you said, there's so many different walks of life that you meet and that should be celebrated and that should be a good thing for most people. And it seemed like that's what you were trying to do with it. But with her, do you think after watching this, there is like the type of person that she is. We don't know her, but from we just see what we what we see. Do you think that there is some sort of connection here that she's seeing that this was wrong? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's it's hard to say. I I'm sure many of you possibly saw on social media that she posted, you know, her little shrimp video making light of it. And I mean. I don't know. To answer your question, I don't know. I hope that she does. I I know that a lot of other women in the house have talked to me about it and it's been enlightening for them. And at the end of the day, like you saw on the show and you're going to see here, I'm never here to bash somebody else. Um, Like everyone hurt people, hurt people, right? And come from a certain place where that's the only defense mechanism that they have in order to do what they need to do to propagate their own self-esteem. So um, I hope that it helps her, but the end of the day that's not my job yeah right yeah yeah so you haven't talked to her to be clear you haven't talked to her i have not she has spoken to no one okay she hasn't tried to reach out to you or anyone absolutely not all right so let's 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 fast forward um to this week's episode and um she uh shanae talks to clayton and accuses you of bullying and then you finally get your conversation with clayton and he he questioned you on this what was your thought process during all that um i don't know if y'all are familiar with the term ableism but it's it's a pretty interesting okay so ableism is basically when someone has any type of challenge in their life and you can't always see it right you can't see people's struggles from media on the street we have to go about our days and maintain our realities And when people can't see what you're struggling with and you share it with them and they tell you, I don't see it and therefore it's not real. Right. Um, Unfortunately, that that was a bit of that was my experience, obviously, with Shanae. And I think that like we talked about mental health awareness and education isn't something that's on a level that it should be right now anywhere close. And Clayton in his lifetime, hasn't been given the opportunity to learn what that looks like and to learn that it can manifest in different ways. So, um, yeah, he came into it not knowing. I mean, you can see me in that moment. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, we're not progressing. Nothing's happening Mm -hmm. right now. Um, It doesn't seem like there's really anything that I can say. And I'm not here to convince somebody that I have struggles. I didn't come on the show to show that I have struggles. I came on the show to figure out 
what kismet and serendipity brought me there in the first place and why I was supposed to be there, why I was supposed to meet him. And um, it, it was just an incredible moment of frustration, specifically when he says, Shanae said that you're putting her mental health in jeopardy. Yeah. 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 Ouch. That's totally unfair. <sighs> like, to you, yeah, it was, it was hard to watch because, um, like I really felt for you because like at that point, it was really like, why, like, why am I here? Is I'm assuming what you had to like, what is the point of this? Like my relationship with Clayton hasn't grown at all. At least it doesn't seem like it. It seems like it's all been about Shanae and this drama and you really having to defend yourself, um, which isn't fair to you whatsoever. So, um, yeah, it was just, uh, I don't know, I guess what, what kept you there? Like, how did you not like, I, cause I guess like for me, um, and I know it's easier said than done, but at that point, I feel like I would have just been like, I'm just going to leave. Like, what the fuck am I here for? Yeah, it looked draining. I I will tell you, I did not sleep a moment after the first group date. Mm. Not yeah. one minute. Yeah. Um, and, you know, time's really tight, so you didn't get time to really exercise. You can't do nutrition the same way. Any of the things that kind of keep you as a person. And at that point... I, I'm like, am I going to be villainized? Am I going to look like a bully? Like I felt the need to stick around to just try and have my true color shown at that point, because I, I know that this is going to be, I mean, I'm not hanging out at Chipotle with Clayton and <laughs> Shanae. Like, um, it, it felt really important to me to, to hang around, um, to essentially, you know, when they go low, you go high. Yeah. And I feel like, that was so important to me to be in a situation with the other girls too. They're watching, they're potentially next, right? Like here's a way where someone can come for you. And we've all experienced someone coming for us at some point in our life for something that we have no control over. And you have two options, right? It's, it's a defining moment. And if you can take that moment and you can choose to try and use it for good and rise above and not send any hate back the other way, like that felt important. So take us to Clayton. At this point, before you guys had the conversation and he brings up Shanae again, were there any conversations between Clayton and you that we didn't see that wasn't air? Because you know, we can't see everything from the last, up until that point. You know, this is episode three. Did you guys have any moments that we didn't see? Like, what were your thoughts about Clayton going into the that, you know, talking to him? Like, oh, I want to talk to him about this. I want to talk to him about that. Before you knew this was happening. Well, something that drew me to him in the first place was because obviously being at Stryker and being an athlete, you have to have a very disciplined background and have been able to work very hard to be where you are. Um, that's something that's really incredible, incredibly important in my life is to have someone that's very ambitious, that really wants to make the most higher education, et cetera. So that was really attractive to me. That was something I was really looking forward to talking to him about. I know he's trying to learn another language. I speak a number of different languages. That's huge for me and a partner to have someone that is either interested in. What what, la what languages? Uh, it depends who you ask, but <laughs> I started learning Latin in fourth grade. Um, oh, French is my best, Mandarin, some Spanish. I'm learning Japanese right now, a little Swedish and a little Italian. Wow. wow. That's really I can barely cool. speak English, so. That's, I wasn't going to say anything. Yeah. But <laughs> That's impressive. 
I see. Okay. So you're so, excited. So, to, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So there are a lot of things I wanted to talk to him about and you'll see on the, you know, the uh, never have I ever date or whatever. We talk a little bit and we have a great conversation. We get into a lot of things. We talk about serendipity. Obviously my conversation with him about my grandparents' photo is really impactful for both of us. And I feel really good about it. I'm like, okay, like he's opening up, I'm opening up. He shared with me some regrets that he had in his life, which is a really difficult and vulnerable thing to do and share, especially on a platform like that. So yeah, there is, there is a good um, five minutes where I was really excited. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. And we don't, yeah. we don't want to talk about uh, Shanae anymore. Um, wh- what about like your relationship with all the other girls? Like who's your, who are your friends who, who you know, let's talk about that. Um, I am obsessed with all of them. Okay. And so in the limo, I was in there with Gabby mm-hmm. and I immediately was like, okay, you're the best and you're going to get me in trouble. So I have to stay away from you. <laughs> Everyone said great things about Gabby. All of our guests so far have said the best things about Gabby. She's, she's an incredible human being. And I think, you know, as the rest of the season plays out hypothetically, um, people will get to know her more. I think that onions are the most incredible type of people where you can't see everything from the surface. Right. And Gabby's mm-hmm. one of those where you keep peeling back a layer, you keep peeling back a layer and the most beautiful Russian dolls on the very inside. So, um, yeah, she's amazing. She's the best. I also got very close with Melina on the show. She's very interesting, very vibrant, very proud. Um, Kate is just a go-getter, super. Imp- I mean, you could get me talking about the girls for about thirty minutes. Yeah, so we can't. We can't. We, yeah, we. Do you want to hone me? Yeah, in? We, yeah. Uh, okay. I love Kate too. Um, she's the best. Okay, so what's holy shirts and pants, y'all? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that, that was, was really good. funny. Uh, she's funny. I literally was like, oh. Okay, so what's been uh, what's been the craziest part of watching this all back for you? And let's. Uh, you know, I don't want to have to keep talking about Shanae with you. So let's just okay. like push that to the side. Like, give me something else. Just being on TV in general. Yeah. The craziest thing about watching yourself back. Yeah. Mm. Well, usually when you watch TV, you're not watching your 30 best friends on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know. There've been a massive amount of impactful things, but I think that, probably watching the vulnerability date, specifically Hunter. I think that we're very close as well. I think she's so brave and so honest and people watch the show, you know, to throw back their popcorn and kick up their fuzzy socks and to have a good time. But I'm really proud of the network and all the women for coming onto it, you know, with purpose and open hearts and really wanting to, you know, put yourself in a position that's incredibly hard to be in and bear your soul. I mean, the growth that comes from the show is unlike anything else that I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say, an, sorry. No, go ahead. I would say another shocking thing about it is because everything is brought to such an extreme. Mm-hmm. You're like, am I, how am I going to be portrayed? Like, is it really going to look like me? They have so much footage. It could make it look like I was running for president. Right. Um, but <laughs> it really is a microcosm. And I think, you know, everyone's put in this really, really extreme situation. I think everyone came out um, and I feel that every woman has been accurately portrayed to this point. 
So oh, that, oh, that's, that's been something that's been really interesting for me. And I think it's obviously a huge fear for a lot of us leading up, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I always nice. say it's like you, depending on this situation, it's like the you is you comes out in any, like, so if it's like, if I'm going to be bitchy today, it's the bitchiest bitch, you know, <laughs> if I'm going to be sweet today, it's the sweetest sweet, you know, like, it's like, <laughs> because you are so you're so putting your feelings on the line if that makes sense and with Mm -hmm. everyone on the show you know even Shanae Cassidy these people it's like hopefully and the hope is that you watch this back and you see things about yourself that you're like could have did that better or you know I'm actually proud that I stood up for myself or whatever you want to call it um and you grow from it. And I think that's one thing that we all talk about. And this show is so crazy, but like Tia said, the growth that comes from it, it's, and also the friendships that you get, you know, from it is also really beautiful and going into your relationships after the show friendships and, you know, um, romantic, you kind of think back and was like, Ooh, remember I was real vulnerable at that moment. Maybe I'll try that again. You know, <laughs> like I've never done that before. Wow. So it's, it's, um, it's a good thing. And, and, you know, every time we have a season, we love talking to people like you and your story really does resonate with so many people. And I think everyone feels for you, um, watching this back. So I, 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 I definitely, um, I'm so happy that you came on to clickbait. Okay. Um, we want to play a game with you, Elizabeth, but before we do, um, one more question. What is one thing the viewers, uh, don't know about you that you want to share? I honestly don't know. I don't know how to answer that. I feel like my biggest kind of surprise is like, okay, I've got one. Um, so Growing up, like we, we did really well in our home and I'm sure we've all had experiences with the recession, but as a piece of that, um, my family lost everything and oh, wow. I was the only person buying groceries for a family at the age of 17. Um, I've lived in my car twice for a number of months and like been through what I'd like to call several different lifetimes. And obviously, you know, having mental health struggles is exacerbated by those things as well. And I just want to, I don't know, encourage whomever might be listening that it doesn't matter, like at what point you get to, like, if you're attacked, if you live in your car, like whatever it may be, I don't know, we're all creators of our own destiny with with the pieces that we've been given. And um, that's just a really integral part of my story and, and who I am. So I appreciate the opportunity to share that. Wow. Okay. Wow. I could I ask you, I could yes. ask you about a thousand more questions, but we can't well, yeah. Uh, just basically just treat people as if you don't know their story and just assume that they could have dealt with some hard shit and maybe treat them a little better. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, wow. Elizabeth, you want to play a game real quick? It's quick, rapid fire. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. It's called Bachelor Superlatives. Okay. Um Cute. most likely to and this will be like about like the, the women in the house. I should have probably um Emphasize that. Okay. Most likely <laughs> to get the party started. Most likely to get the party started, Gabby. Okay. Most opinionated. Oh. Um, Sierra. Most underrated. Mulina. Smartest. 
in what way? In whatever Kira. way that's the first person that comes to mind. Right. Yeah. Kira. Kira. Okay. Boldest. Sierra. Biggest gossip. <laughs> Sierra. <laughs> but good gossip. I like it. Uh, funniest. Oh, uh, Gabby. Everybody has said Gabby that has come on the show. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Best shoulder to cry on. Mm, Kate. Okay. And overall coolest. Ooh. I can't like say myself. Yeah, you can. I say yeah, myself can. all the time. You can. Uh, yeah, you that, can. I think that. No, the like... coolest is Melina. No, no, no. You're, you said yourself. Yeah, she said Elizabeth. You met yourself. You that, that's the way to end it. Uh, Elizabeth, <laughs> yes. thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate you, and we can't wait to watch more of you next week. Yeah, for having me. It's nice yes. to meet you guys. I really loved having her on the show. I think that she is someone who definitely looking at her hearing her story you would not know any of the things that she just said yeah and i think that people really can look at someone and i've had this done to me too look at someone and judge them and think that they are this 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 and this because of the way they look she's gorgeous Mm -hmm. she's beautiful you know she's very uh eloquent when she speaks and and clearly very knowledgeable and very smart so people think one thing, but she has this whole other side that's made her into the strong person that she is today. And uh, it's very I, unfortunate I, that we didn't get to see that side, or we haven't gotten to see that side of her yet. She's yeah. had to defend yeah, herself because of the, the drama. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I do mm-hmm. think. Oh, she's great. Yeah, we don't know what um, what's going to happen between uh, her and and Clayton, but um, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think it's over for her. And if it mm-hmm. is, and this has ruined it. Uh, I do think she is definitely someone that will be in paradise. And I, uh, yeah, I think she's a uh, very, very, just like an interesting person. And um, yeah, I'm I hope that this, from her. Yeah. because of people like you, Joe, and the other people who were in relationships in paradise, I hope that this experience and the drama doesn't deter her from going to paradise yeah. and trying right. it out a second time. Because I do think, again, we need those real people in paradise. And she seems like such a real person genuine person who would you know it, the process could work for yeah, but you never know maybe maybe she's uh with clayton right now we don't know so oh let's, good uh, point yeah or she got somebody else you know what i'm saying <laughs> who knows uh, somebody gonna wipe her up yep. by the summertime <laughs> all right well thank you so much to our listeners and thank you to elizabeth we are always casting for the upcoming seasons of the bachelor and the bachelorette Head to bachelornation.com slash apply to nominate yourself or someone else. Yes, and as always, make sure to subscribe. Send us all your questions. We want to know what clickbait you're getting into. Make sure to follow us on social media. You just go to clickbait, be in on Instagram. All our links are there. Follow us. Let us know. Love having you here. Share your stories with us. We want to know which clickbait you guys are getting into this week. Clickbait is available on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you guys are listening, you guys can listen ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus and Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app. See you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye.